0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with JJ Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue
1: Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Thursday. My name is JJ Jackson. I proudly serve as the host of Locked On Blue Devils. You can follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episodes of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe over there as well. It means the support. When we get your support, it means the world. So thank you once again for supporting Locked On Blue Devils. On today's show, my good buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast is here. And Josh, as I said a moment ago, all of a sudden we find ourselves less than 10 days away from the start of the Duke football season.
0: Yeah, we've been uh, – there's a lot that's happened uh, since the last time Duke uh, took a took a snap uh, there on the football field. And so – uh, there's a lot going on, obviously, with Coach Elko coming in. And uh, we've been waiting and waiting and anticipating. And yeah, we are a little over a week away from the b- official beginning of the Elko era.
1: It's a little bit harder to ask this question because, again, hindsight and everything is always going to be 2020, and we're currently in the present moment. But to the best of your ability, does it feel like this offseason has been quicker? Has it taken a while for the season to get here, given the fact that there is a new coach? I'm curious if you felt like it's flown by, or have we been waiting for what feels like forever to get them out on the football field?
0: Well, our perspective is a little unique this year. This is the first year that we've had media credentials, and so we've been at all of spring practice, and then we've been at all of fall camp as well. And so I would say for us, it's it, it, it's just been taking forever because uh, we're watching these guys hit each other, and we're watching these guys, you know, put together their playbook and, and work on their skills. And it's uh, we're getting ready to see them do that against an opponent instead of themselves. And so for for me, for us, uh, the guys on the podcast, it, it's taken forever, and uh, it feels like it feels like Coach Elko has been there for three years. Um, and uh, and that's a good thing because they've been putting in work, and there's been a lot of, of stuff going on. Uh, but I can promise you this those players are so ready uh, for next Friday night. Like they are ready to hit somebody else. They're ready, you know, they're ready to, to put uh, everything together that they've been working on in practice for sure.
1: We got to talk quarterbacks today. And that's obviously what a head coach needs to have in his back pocket when he takes a job. He wants to know who's going to be under center for him. And we've talked a lot about the position throughout spring ball, uh, really solid performances in that spring game from both. Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore uh, praise for both of these guys throughout fall camp. And Josh, as you said, uh, you've you've been there. You've been able to see these guys put in work so far. I want to go back to the end of last year. However, Gunnar Holmberg, the quarterback for the Duke Blue Devils in 2021. Uh, If someone completely missed last football season, how would you summarize what Holmberg did a year ago?
0: Yeah, I think Holmberg was a, uh, was an adequate quarterback. I don't think, uh, he didn't do things to lose us football games. Um, now I will say that I'm not sure that we that he made winning uh, plays at the in the end of games that it mattered as well. And so um, there's a debate there amongst um, the the inner workings of Duke Football of whether that was a coaching issue, a scheme issue, or whether that was a talent issue. And here's what I often say about those things. He transferred to Florida International to FIU. Let's let it play out in the watch. If he has an incredible season there, It'll tell us what we need to know. We said the same thing two years ago about Chase Bryce, and he did go to App State and broke records. And so I'm not putting it on Gunnar Holmberg per se, but I would say that we had a middle-of-the-road average decent year at quarterback last year for Duke football.
1: And I know it took a little bit. Once the season concluded, you've got to let the coaching changes take place. Uh, it took a little bit for players to enter the transfer portal right out of the gates. If we go back to the last game of the year – last season did you feel like Gunnar Holmberg would be coming back or did you feel like it was just time for everybody to turn the page and have a new quarterback walk in
0: yeah I mean it was very interesting at the end of the year last year because we were hearing rumors that you know the cut decision had already been made the players however uh were not hearing that the players were were hearing you know offseason plans and they were hearing we're going to be working out you know with this coach and that and we're going to be doing this so I believe that the uh that the parting of ways between Duke football and David Cutcliffe caught Gunner by surprise a little bit. I can actually can say that uh, pretty confidently. And, um, and so I I think it it caught him by surprise and he kind of knee jerked, in my opinion, he kind of knee jerked uh, and and transferred out uh, before even learning who the next head coach was going to be at Duke football. And so I don't know. I mean, once again, hindsight will be 2020. We'll look back on this in a couple of years. Was that the right decision for him or not? You know, we'll never know. Uh, as far as him staying. But uh obviously we love Gunner, uh, friends with his family, like Gunner's awesome local kid. Um, and hopefully he has I mean, look, the weather's awesome down there at FIU. Um, I mean, look, go for it. He's in grad school, you know, the whole deal, he's in a different stage of his life. And man, I hope he has some incredible success down there for sure.
1: And so now Duke's going to be able to turn it over to the young guys. They've got Jordan Moore and Riley Leonard in the mix. We've got to figure out who that Duke football quarterback is going to be for this upcoming season. And we're going to have the opportunity to do that throughout today's episode. But before we get into it deeper, let's take our first time out on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. That's right. LinkedIn, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you could quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's why you could post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job For free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Speaking of your podcast, tell us about some of the latest episodes that you've got out there.
0: Uh, Yeah, we just did a season preview episode. Uh, JJ helped out with that um, as well. But uh, pick some stats and and things of what we think are going to happen, projections of this year. But then uh, most importantly, we did kind of a fall camp recap in that same episode and then talked about what we think as far as wins and losses uh, this year. And so uh, that one hit uh, last week. And then we have a new episode uh, coming out uh, the beginning of of game week here in a couple of days. It's going to preview Temple. It's going to be a deep dive. It's going to be like a normal regular season episode uh, for the first time this year. And so we can't wait to dive into that, see what we're going to be facing against Temple and, and what our thoughts are heading into week one. It's about that time,
1: about that time to get a game rocking and rolling. Uh, All right, so let's talk quarterback. We mentioned the mix you've got Jordan Moore and Riley Leonard, uh, both guys entering their sophomore seasons for Duke. Both guys did see the field at times a year ago as well uh, when Gunnar Holmberg was not in on the action, who we discussed a little bit earlier. Uh, When you learned that Gunnar Holmberg would be transferring and that it did feel like it would be Jordan Moore or Riley Leonard's job, did you think this would go one direction or another? Again, let's go back to spring.
0: yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely uh, you could make an argument for either for either quarterback, right? I mean, um if you want to run heavy offense, um then Jordan Moore is your guy. I mean, period, that's a, and he can throw the ball decently as well, but he's a run first guy. Um, and if you want a more traditional or pro style or or spread, throw the ball around a little bit more Riley's your guy. Riley can also run, right? So, they, they actually – you know, the more you think about these two guys, other than the fact that there's like four inches difference and some weight difference, um, they really they really bring some some of the same things to the table. Riley's a little more accurate. Jordan's a little quicker. And at the end of the day, that's what it all boils down to. Riley can throw the ball a little bit better. Jordan can run the ball, and he's dynamic uh, running the, the football. And so, no, I don't think there was anybody who stood head and shoulders out in, in spring ball. Um, I believe as fall camp has, has progressed – I think some things have become a little bit more clear uh, on the practice field. And in fact, you know, Coach Elko is, has even uh, you know alluded to that. You've got Jordan now taking some reps um, at wide receiver as well uh, because at the end of the day, they want him on the field no matter what position he's on, what position he's playing. Crazy to think about. I mean, how
1: often do you hear about a quarterback battle taking place and a guy still getting reps at quarterback while also getting opportunities out of the positions? You know, like typically it's just – Hey, he's going to take reps with the ones at quarterback. This guy's at the twos, and Duke's like Jordan Moore. Go out to wide receiver now, for a moment as well. I mean, you really don't see that too frequently.
0: Yeah, and I, I think too we'd be uh, we be remiss to not mention Henry Beelin um, in all of this because he's a true freshman. Uh, comes from the from New York, uh, New York City. Um, obviously, that's not a football like you know, sure uh, state or you know area. Uh, and he he didn't have the benefit of um, of things maybe a, a quarterback in Texas or you know Georgia or whatever is going to have just because of ge- geography and everything else. But he has come in and as a true freshman coming into fall camp, which once again those are that's that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, he is built very similarly to Riley Leonard and really has a similar game to Riley. Uh, but he's got some things to work on. But I, the reason I mentioned him is because. Kevin Johns and Mike Elko are not going to be willing to put Jordan more in positions like wide receiver or maybe even running back or wherever, right, other than quarterback on that field, unless they know if something happens injury-wise, we have another quarterback in that room that can make sure we have stability. And so I just want to give like a little bit of a shout out there to Henry as a true freshman who's impressed enough, um, you know, that that I think the coaching staff feels comfortable letting Jordan play quarterback, wide receiver, running back, or wherever on the field they want to put him. We
1: talk often about transfer quarterbacks in college football, and, I mean, we just talked about one in Gunnar Holmberg. We've talked about Chase Bryce as well, who was with the program and played Mm -hmm. that 2020 season for Duke. Uh, With that being said, every year college football coaching staffs want to get one quarterback in every single recruiting class. So you've got multiple guys that can be there and be ready to rock and roll. But at the same time, you can only have typically one quarterback out there on the field that's going to make or break your football team. It's always just this such interesting dynamic looking at quarterback rooms. But you're exactly right in that you want the next guy to be ready. A lot of these schools want to have four or five scholarship quarterbacks Mm -hmm. on their roster.
0: And I think Duke's going to see that. I mean, we're going to add to that depth Ah, uh, next year bringing in Grayson Loftus, who will be an early enrollee at Duke, and so um, we'll have three or four guys uh, on scholarship next year that could come in, and I believe be a good quarterback for Duke at any given moment. And so I believe it's important because if you don't have Henry this year, I don't. I just don't see Kevin Johns being willing to risk Jordan Moore getting popped over the middle of the field on a on a catch and him going out with injury, and now Riley's your quarterback. And there's really no one, and that's nothing, not 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 saying anything about any of the other guys, Gavin and, and Ty in, in the quarterback room, but you don't have a guy you really feel comfortable with uh, as your backup. And so I think Henry has been really big um, in, in, in the progression of Jordan. And I know that's kind of weird to say, but because of Henry's emergence uh, to be a good backup, I believe it allows Jordan to really flourish and play wherever the coaching staff wants him to.
1: And so we mentioned those three scholarship quarterbacks for Duke that we're giving praise to and, and talking about here in 2022, when you're looking at Jordan Moore, Riley Leonard, and Henry Belen, to remind folks wanting this number to be four or five going into next season or in, into this season, I should say, at the end of the 2021 season, Luca Diamond was also mm-hmm. in the mix as a scholarship quarterback for Duke football. And if you've completely lived under a rock, I understand there are other things happening. and. We're so locked in on the final four run for the Duke men's basketball team. We talked about it briefly in spring, but to remind folks, Luca Diamond is not in that quarterback room anymore either.
0: That's correct, and so that's, that's a unique thing uh, to Jordan because Jordan is taking reps at wide receiver, but he's still in the quarterback room. Uh, Luca is completely out of the quarterback room. He is a full-time wide receiver. He's trying to get his – honestly, he's trying to like – there's a little bit of a learning curve. He's got the physical tools to do it. There's just a learning curve right now, and we'll talk about that when we talk about skill positions, I believe, uh, later on, maybe even in a future episode. We'll t- I'll talk a little bit about Luca, what I, th- I feel about him. But, yeah, he is now out of the quarterback room. He's no longer in the quarterback mix, um, and he is a full-time wide receiver, and that happened in the spring. And that was his, his choice. He went to the coaching staff, requested it, and then he was granted that. So, again, we've got a couple of guys that
1: need the opportunity or want the opportunity to be the quarterback for Duke. And, again, it's, it's mainly down to one of two guys. Is it Jordan Moore or is it Riley Leonard? That's a decision this coaching staff needs to make. Here we are on Thursday. We're eight days away from the Duke football season getting started, and you would like to be able to figure that out. Let's answer that question on the other side of this break. Lockdown Blue Devils here today. We want to say thanks again for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. All you got to do is search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back inside Lockdown Blue Devils here today on this Thursday. J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, you've been at fall camp. As we've said, we have seen the Duke football team put Jordan Moore all over the field at this point. Also being eight days away now from the first game of the season, every coaching staff in America will let you know they have now exited fall camp And they're starting extended game week previews because you also want your team to get accustomed to what a game week sort of feels like. So now Duke has had way more time in the film room, studying, getting ready for the opponent in Temple. And we'll get to that in just a moment. When we look at fall camp so far, what has stood out about both Jordan Moore and Riley Leonard at the quarterback spot?
0: Uh, Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, Coach Johns and Coach Elko, I believe, were very fair and equitable in this quarterback race. Um, we would get DMs and questions you know, throughout camp of, like, who's repping with the ones, who's repping with the twos? And the answer legitimately is they're splitting the time. Like, there was a, a, a member of the media that showed up to one practice just randomly, hadn't been to any other practices and, and whatnot. And that day, Jordan happened to be running with the ones in practice. And so not knowing kind of the dynamic of how Coach Elko operates, this guy asked the question, hey, I saw Jordan more with the ones today at quarterback, which we know if you've been around, they don't they don't want you to ask that question. But anyway, he asked it and Coach Elko just said, Yeah, come back tomorrow and Riley will be with the ones. Uh, So, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, like, I I say that they've been fair. Um, The second thing that that I will say um, is that these guys are friends and the competition is healthy. There's not like a – there's not a tension there or anything. I believe they're really pushing each other to get better. Um, and, and, And then, you know, thirdly, it's the obvious athleticism. That Jordan has. And so when you're looking at the quarterback position and what Kevin Johns wants in a quarterback, and let's, let's say that he leans Riley. Jordan is so important and so dynamic and so good that Kevin Johns can't just say, Hey, if we go Riley, we're going to have Jordan sitting over here beside me making hand motions, right? For the play calling. He says, man, if I'm going to lean Riley, I've got to figure out another way to keep this kid on the field. And that's been really fascinating to see. By the way, when Jordan is at wide receiver, he is not running quarter wide receiver passes. They're not doing gimmick plays. He's lining up and running a post pattern and trying to beat the DB deep. Like he's running – he's doing a crossing route. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, he's like a legit wideout. So that's been really interesting to see, and that's kind of how it's played out, to be honest with you. Uh, They get equal time, uh, but when Jordan's not taking those snaps – He's just too good of a football player to sit over there, you know, beside a walk on and, and, you know, hold up signs and make hand motions for, for play calls.
1: So a little bit more athletic for Jordan Moore. And earlier in the episode, you talked about uh, Riley Leonard being a little bit more accurate. Tell me a little bit more about Riley Leonard at fall camp.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Riley can put the ball on a dime. Um, he, he really can. He's got a great arm. And we saw it a little bit last year. Riley got in uh some uh during the season last year. Uh in fact, uh, one game a gunner was uh gunner was injured, a shoulder issue, and uh, and didn't even make the trip. And so Riley, Riley played. So anyway, um Riley's shown that and he is a good I mean, he's from Alabama, he's an Alabama boy, um, and and man, he, he can throw the ball. He also is like six three, six four. Uh he's taller, he kind of fits that you know, that mold, I guess you'd say, of like what you are looking for physically um in a quarterback. And so uh we see that I believe his timing with the receivers is getting there. The one thing that I've uh we've not been given access to Jordan or Riley um, you know, for questions this year yet. Um, but we've talked to some receivers and I kind of feel like, you know, if you know who the starting quarterback is in spring and in fall, your number one is set then that number one quarterback can really work with his top four or five receivers on timing and on just those subtle those subtle decisions that need to be made during a play or or pre-snap. And I'm not sure that these guys have that right now because they haven't known for sure who their quarterback was going to be. Um, so I think that could be a little bit of a learning curve. I think it could take a couple of games for guys like Jalen Calhoun to get on uh, the timing properly with whoever the quarterback's going to be i um, mean by the way we can get to who i think the quarterback's gonna be i don't mind talking about it uh here in a second but uh but whoever it's going to be uh eli pankle daryl Harding you know getting on board and getting that timing right is going to take a couple of games because they've not been able to do what gunner Homberg and jake bobo did last summer and that is literally those two guys working on specific timing between each other because they knew gunner was the number one quarterback and Jake knew he wanted to have an incredible you know, final season at Duke.
1: Yeah, I mean, we can't end this without ultimately letting folks know who Josh Cox believes will be <laughs> QB1. I think it's also important to remind folks that Duke does start with four non-conference games to open the year. You want to be in a good position going into ACC games. And when you have quarterback battles and one of the guys is a little bit more athletic, it's also important to point out the fact that Quarterbacks aren't live. They're wearing the non contact jerseys. You don't want them to get hurt whatsoever. And so oftentimes a coaching staff can't truly evaluate what athletic looks like, what decision making in the pocket look like if you're always protecting them by blowing a play dead and blowing the whistle. So that's a dynamic that, yes, while we might have QB one for this temple game to start the year, that again does not necessarily mean That this race is over if Duke does take the approach of wanting to value game time as well to make a decision like this, which is something I've even heard Mike Elko kind of allude to throughout fall camp is that it will be a great benefit to play somebody other than the Duke defense when your quarterbacks can go live.
0: Yeah, I mean, we see it, you know, every time a quarterback gets touched, just like t- touch football, whistle blows, plays dead. Yeah. You don't get to see if Riley was going to break through that tackle. You don't get to see if Jordan was going to outrun that guy. They blow the play dead. And obviously, uh, with a brand new coaching staff, you know, they, they have really yet to really be able to see, you're right, like the real game time effect that these guys can have. And so that is going to be – Uh, that's going to be something that's very interesting to see as we move into that Temple game. Uh, But, but you're right. These, I believe these quarter these quarterbacks are are solid football players. I believe they both have, I think Riley can break away. I think Riley can break through some things. I think Jordan can obviously get away uh, quicker. uh, A lot of times Uh, you mentioned the jerseys. Um, So in, in the first scrimmage two and a half weeks ago, it was right after the announcement was made about Jordan taking some wide receiver reps. And so he started that scrimmage in a regular blue Jersey, Uh, but he was in that regular blue Jersey for about one or two series. And then he went to a red quarterback Jersey. Um, and so we saw him, you know, do a little bit of both in the second scrimmage. Uh, it was a week later. So it's, it's been about a week or so ago. He, um, he was in the full blue jersey the whole time, even when he took reps at quarterback, even when he did things, he was live. So, uh, so he was able to be hit. He was, he did a lot more. Uh, I think they really wanted to play with him at wide receiver more. And uh, so he did a lot more of that. So that was kind of an interesting thing, just a thought, um, that he was red jersey first scrimmage, uh, most of the time. And then second scrimmage, he was blue jersey, even when he did do some stuff. So, uh, around quarterback. So, Tell me who you think the quarterback's going to be. This
1: this is the final moments of, of today's episode, and that's what people want to know: Riley Leonard or Jordan Moore, who's going to be the quarterback for Duke football in twenty twenty
0: two? Yeah, this is my opinion, and and here's the thing: um, you know, I don't think this is, is is breaking news to anyone. I I personally believe because of what I just said. Um, first scrimmage, Jordan was was some blue jersey, some red jersey. Second scrimmage, Jordan was all all blue jersey. He was a regular. Uh, member of the offense, um, and because I, in that second scrimmage, it was mostly Riley and Henry switching back and forth at quarterback uh, because they really wanted to see Jordan out there and see what he could do at wide receiver. Um, I believe your starting quarterback is going to be Riley Leonard, um, and I believe that Jordan Moore is uh, probably going to be a, a wide receiver one with Jalen Calhoun – um, and then a third wide out that we'll talk about later. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 there, there's a couple of guys that are there, but I believe you're going to see uh, Jordan Moore and Riley are starting together on the football field. Uh, but it's just Riley's going to be a quarterback and Jordan's going to be at wide out. It's pretty unique. It, it's, it's fun to think about. And
1: uh, yeah, I kind of thought, you know, you think about being accurate and the dynamics that go into being a quarterback I mentioned talking earlier, what does it feel like in spring ball last year? And I, I just had a little hunch maybe that Riley Leonard would be able uh, to win out that job and you'd see Jordan Moore get the opportunities elsewhere.
0: You know, uh, one thing that uh, that some uh, listeners may not know, Jalen Calhoun, who is our clear you know wide receiver one at Duke, he played quarterback in high school. And so when he came to Duke, he came as a wide receiver, but he yeah. played quarterback in high school. And so we were able to talk to him last week and ask him a little bit about you know that transition uh both Luca and then now Jordan you know doing both but from but, quarterback but, to wide receiver correct yeah. and he said you know both of those guys uh picked it up but he mentioned Jordan even more so than Luca and nothing against Luca but like he said Jordan got out there basically like i mean it's like he had been he had <laughs> been out there you know what yeah. i mean and like and once again they are not protecting him he came across the middle couple of times on the scrimmage, got popped a couple good times. Um, and it's, it's been good for him. And um, that doesn't mean we're not going to see him at quarterback. Yeah. I, I full well believe there's going to be packages where we see him, certain scenarios and situations. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I do believe we will hear And I don't know how Coach Elko is going to make that announcement. I have no insider info on that at all. And I don't even know if it will be an announcement. We may just release a two deep on, on you know, go to.com .com and just like two deeps out and it might be there. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, this is not a, we are choosing Riley Leonard over Jordan Moore. This is Kevin Johns wants to put his 11 most athletic and best football players on the offensive side of the football at the same time. And if he's going to do that and be honest, then both Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore are going to be on the field at the same time. Because they are, they yeah. make up part of that eleven, and so this is actually, honestly, this is kind of an offensive coordinator and a head coach being real and actually following through with what they say. You have, you hear coaches say that we want to put our best eleven out there, and then you're looking, you're like, no, nah, you don't, because that dude's sitting over there on the bench is one of your best 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think we're going to have that with this coaching staff. They and say they're, they're doing one of the best that. 11. They're doing it,
1: Which that. is great. I love it. I love it. All right. It's been a lot of quarterback talk today, and it's certainly been a whole lot of fun. we got to talk about more position groups as we get closer to the start of the uh, Duke football season. Josh, as always, the time is greatly appreciated, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks, JJ. Have a great day, man. That's my buddy Josh Cox. Follow him on Twitter at joshua cox also be sure to check out the section 17 podcast available wherever you get your podcast thanks again for listening or watching lockdown blue devils today follow us on twitter at lo underscore blue devils and follow me on twitter at underscore jj underscore jackson underscore that's gonna do it as always go duke i'll talk to you tomorrow my name is jj jackson thank you and good day